MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. Today, infinite screaming until we all die. I'm your host, AG, <laughs> and with me today are Jordan Coburn and Mandy Reader. Hello. Oh, sorry, I didn't let you say hello. That's no, fine. It's oh, all right. Hi, guys. Hello. I like your, I like your almost space buns. <laughs> Just pigtails. Yeah. Just piggies. Piggies. Little piggies. <laughs> pigs in space. Yeah, piggies in space. Pigs in a space. Pigs <laughs> I think in we should... space. That's oh, boy. Muppet show. Um, I love the Muppets. <laughs> Me too. Um, they don't. I don't. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, I feel like they're more of a shroom show or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Dr. Tooth. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so today's a day. Uh, I don't even know what to do with today. We have a lot of news, but some massive stories um, around the Department of Justice just kept hitting us all day long, just more and more and more and deeper and deeper and deeper and perfectly timed to coincide with uh, we're now getting results from the New Hampshire primary. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go over some of that exit polling, um, some of our early predictions and how they might be coming true uh, as we are looking at the numbers that are just now starting to roll in. Uh, but we do have a lot of news to get to. I really got to tell you about this shit that happened today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So first thing first. Yesterday. Uh, I saved the best story for schadenfreude as we learned um, that the Department of Justice was recommending uh, seven to nine years um, for Roger Stone uh, for his federal prison sentence. Um, you know, Trump ally. I have I have Roger Stone down here as Trump ally on all around creepy steampunk carny. But there was a caveat um, in that story. The news came with a little asterisk. So let's listen to that clip from yesterday. Um, the new bar lackey, Tim Shea, signed off on this, though sources inside Maine Justice say there was some quibbling, some differences of opinion. Uh, but it appears that the Mueller prosecutors got their way and Stone could get up to nine years in federal prison. So we sort of brushed by that part about the quibbling uh, within the Department of Justice. But let's be clear before I go into this story. Bill Barr's BFF, who he installed at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, Signed off. His name is on this sentencing recommendation. His name is on it, um, along with the four other prosecutors that have been working um, from originally from Mueller's team uh, on on the case, which were uh, Jed uh, Mandara, Mandara, um, uh, Zelensky and Kravis off the top of my head. I think I got those right. But uh, so they're they're the ones who signed off on this. It says Timothy Shea above it. Well, Trump tweeted this morning about the sentencing, expressing his anger at the outrageous and disgraceful sentence and even hinted at a pardon or at least a commutation for Roger Stone, saying it was a total miscarriage of justice because that's like a precursor to a pardon. Right. And he said it was the prosecutors that broke the law uh, and they should be jailed Mm -hmm. instead of Roger Stone. Jailed. Yeah. Well, within hours of that tweet, just hours of that tweet, the Justice Department uh, put out a statement. uh, I think they uh, submitted a filing that they were going to be changing the sentencing recommendation, lowering it, overruling the four prosecutors, saying seven to nine years is just too much. It's too many. Uh, So they said uh, they would be filing a new sentencing recommendation with less prison time. And everybody's freaked out about that, right? Mm -hmm. I think my tweet was, what fresh hell? (laughs) Um, and that's when people started to sit up and take notice of this uh, story more more alarmingly. Um, from the Washington Post, later Tuesday, the department filed an updated sentencing recommendation that contradicted the reasoning laid out by line prosecutors and asserting or yeah, asserting the initial guidance could be considered excessive and unwarranted. Um, so what we know from the initial guidance was that it was, I think, uh, like 48 to 62 months plus an eight points, eight point upward variance for physical threats. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Roger Stone got a bunch of letters, including from Credico, um, saying, I didn't think he really was going to physically hurt me. 
Uh, he didn't. I don't know if he mentioned his dog um, because his dog was threatened too. Uh, but, you know, this is something witness tampering is something that ju- Justice Department officials take very seriously, much like lying to just to uh, law enforcement. Uh, what 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 Trump might call a process crime uh, is taken very seriously and it, as it is by judges. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, replies to this sort of these shenanigans. Now, keep in mind, Robert Mueller gave full power of a U.S. attorney's to each one of his prosecutors. Mm-hmm. You remember that? We mm-hmm. had a whole episode on it on Mueller, she wrote, called The Mini Mullers, where he he put that memo out saying, each and every single one of my 19 angry Democrats has the full power of a U.S. attorney. They can act once I'm gone, if I die, if I'm struck by lightning. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but they can <laughs> keep, they, they basically have the same power I do, and you have to treat them like an independent um, U.S. attorney, and they have that power. And Rod Rosenstein signed off on that. It was kind of a big deal back then. Uh, and it, and I think that will come into play here um, because these four line prosecutors that signed on to this Roger Stone case and made this initial re- sentencing recommendation had full authority of U.S. attorneys. And Bill Barr should have been recused from this case anyhow because he worked for Kirkland and Ellis. They represented Alpha Bank. Um, you know, who, who is part of the Mueller investigation. And but I know that uh, we've seen a couple of secret, super secret uh, ethics waivers for both Barr and Benchkowski because they worked at Kirkland and Ellis. And so that is probably what allows him to continue um, oversight on, on these cases. So let's talk about all the Republicans in the Senate who insisted Trump would learn his lesson. <laughs> um, I remember Collins was like, well, I think he'll, you know, he'll learn his lesson. Or I, and then she changed it to, well, I, I meant he, I, I hope he learns his lesson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and now I'm interested to hear what she has to say, but Republicans are being very quiet today. Mm. Um, but anybody who thought impeachment might stop him from criming or that, um, you know, that this should be good enough. He'll be good now. He'll be good. Uh, I think that theory. Well, first of all, it was initially blown out of the water when he when he had Vindman, like perp walked out of the White House yeah. with his twin brother, and then fired Gordon Sundlin against the advice of Republican senators because he's given them money, not because mm-hmm. they they care about justice or retaliation. Uh, it's the money. Um, So after the news of Maine Justice going against its own prosecutors and recommending a lower sentence, we got two resignations, big ones, Zelensky and Kravis, two of the four prosecutors working on the Stone case. They resigned their positions. First, they withdrew from the case, and then there were footnotes in the filings that they have resigned from the Department of Justice. Then, uh, not 20 minutes later, I think, um, breaking news, a third prosecutor uh, on the case has resigned, Adam Jed. He withdrew from the case and resigned from the Department of Justice. And then finally, the fourth prosecutor, uh, whose name was on the original seven to nine year re- sentencing recommendation, Miranda, resigned. Um, so all four federal prosecutors that were on the Stone case have resigned. And they've been on it since the beginning. And they've left their jobs at the Department of Justice. They're giving everything up. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's going to be maintained that they did resign or that they were told to leave, told to resign. No, I think that you think they, they actually just out resigned of, out of protest. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this was them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is terrifying because not only, you know, the main story kind of on the surface is that his recommendation got lessened, but the real story is how it happened. You know, it would have already been just bad enough if the same prosecutors came back and were like, never mind. Yeah. Let's actually, we changed our mind. But it wasn't even, it was like a complete coup of their team. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference because this is, that's why this, this, you know, people are like, I've been listening to U.S. former U.S. attorneys, former U.S. prosecutors all day. This never happens. What'll happen? Like you said, they'll make a mistake. The prosecutors who made the filing will make a uh, file to amend it uh, because they'd maybe made a mathematics mistake mm-hmm. or, you know, they, oh, we, you know, we've reconsidered or, or something. But to have, the Department of Justice come back, withdraw it. And then you're like, huh, I wonder if um, that was what the four prosecutors want. We don't have to worry about wondering that anymore because they're all gone now. Um, so the, and the Department of Justice is playing this off like it's no big deal. Um, and they can't figure out why these folks have resigned. And they're also accusing the four prosecutors of not communicating 
the recommendation to leadership that the four prosecutors just put Timothy Shea's name on it without clearing it with him first, without consulting him. That is ridiculous on its face. If the sentencing recommendation was too harsh for Tim, then don't file it with Mm -hmm. the court. The obvious thing that happened here is that Tim agreed. Trump got mad and called Tim and made him change it, made him walk it back, period. That's that has to be what happened here. And there's a history uh, mm-hmm. of, of this kind of thing happening. Very recent history of this kind of stuff happening within the Department of Justice uh, as, since Barr has gotten there. And we'll, we'll have more on these resignations uh, right after this quick break. Stick with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, Maybe like what happened with the Department of Justice today. Uh, Everyone could use some help from time to time. I've personally experienced PTSD, and I've needed support and help in the healing process. Well, BetterHelp will help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be local available in many areas, but you can get through BetterHelp. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Here's one from BetterHelp user KI. After counseling with Audra Delizio for two months, she says, Audra is very personable and relatable, and I find it easy to talk to her. She's experienced with dialectical behavioral therapy, which I found to be more than helpful Uh, more helpful to me than any other therapy I've tried in the past. I love that she continues to train in her discipline to be more helpful to her clients. I am grateful that she's my therapist. I have not had success with my therapy therapist like this in the past, and I feel this time I struck gold. So please visit betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Okay, so welcome back. We've, when, when we left off, we were talking about the four line prosecutors, career professionals, uh, who have stepped down now from the Department of Justice, withdrew from the Stone case, and left the, left the Department of Justice. Um, and so, uh, again, those are um, Adam Jed, um, Mirando. And Mirando, by the way, he's the one who made the argument during the closing arguments during the Stone trial. He's the one who was like choking on his, on his, up on his words saying truth matters. Truth still matters. You don't look at it and say, so what? And so at that, I mean, that's sort of an indicator that this is a resignation of protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we have Zelensky and um, Kravis, who are now also gone. Um, currently, none of the prosecutors are making statements. Uh, at this time, they were like to the press, like the press reached out for a statement and they haven't gotten back. Um, but I hope they do. I hope they speak out. I hope they go on Matto or blow the whistle or make a statement, go testify to Congress, bring them in, get their statements about what happened here. I don't think that they would uh, refuse a subpoena or, you know, not comply with a, a congressional subpoena. And. I mean, if like if we think about this, let's think about the obstruction of justice charges that were outlined in the Mueller report. The witness tampering, Trump tried like saying Cohen's a good guy and then changing his mind and Manafort's a good guy and stay strong and all that sort of witness tampering. And then we have Trump trying um, to send a message to Sessions to limit the scope of the investigation, unrecuse himself and limit the scope of the Mueller investigation by saying they could only look into future election interference mm-hmm. and not this election interference. And no one would do it because it was blatantly against the law. Um, That was one of the obstructive acts that easily met all three criteria of criminal obstruction of justice. But Mueller didn't indict because you can't indict a sitting president. Um, These same prosecutors, the same team that worked on the Roger Stone case, they know Trump lied to Mueller when he said when when Trump said he had no foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks dump. Because Rick Gates told prosecutors that Stone called Trump and told him another dump was coming. He heard the call. Rick Gates did. He was with Trump in the car on the way to LaGuardia. So take that instance of obstruction, being investigated by Mueller's team, the team concluding he obstructed justice but couldn't indict him because of the Office of Legal Counsel memo, and the Department of Justice 
and and then and then they couldn't call it a crime. Mueller couldn't call it a crime, which a lot of people are mad about because it could jeopardize future prosecution by tainting future witnesses and juries. So think of that instance where Trump tried to limit the scope and invest of an investigation. And then uh, eliminate it by trying to fire Mueller, right? It was his second step. Mm -hmm. And apply those same criteria here. Pressuring the Department of Justice to lower the sentence of a decades-long friend of yours that won't testify or wouldn't testify against you. And then this, you know, to me that's just blatant, flagrant violation of criminal law and impeachable abuse of power. I don't even know what to do with myself about it. Like Mm -hmm. it's so, like everything has been sort of like Mm -hmm. out in the open. This is like every single time he crimes out in the open he crimes harder do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah totally it well, makes sense if you let him get away with it he will continue to do it this is this is what someone who is no that's does. not true he'll learn his lesson <laughs> the, the more room you give someone to act the way they've been acting and the more you approve it the more they're going to continue to do it mm-hmm. you know this it's devastating and terrifying but it's not surprising to any of us who've been paying attention yeah today i will never forget no, me neither. Mm-hmm. This this one's the hardest one. Yeah, it's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's very, 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 very scary because now this is like they're controlling an investigation essentially mm-hmm. or what stemmed from an investigation that happened years ago at this mm-hmm. point. The level of retaliatory, yep. you know, vindictiveness behind this act is like so blatant. And it's also a huge reward mm-hmm. for people who refuse to cooperate and only blindly support the president. Yeah, I tweeted out today. I said, I, I never in my whole life ever did I ever think I would cry about the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I heard someone today, I can't remember which network I was watching or who said it, but <laughs> someone said, you know, despite the fact that there have been, that the that the Justice Department has, you know, had corruption over the years and has maybe not throughout history always fairly represented everyone, to some extent it does stand alone and has stood alone as separate you know like mm-hmm. upholding the law regardless of politics mm-hmm. and I that's mean, think not back to the scandal mm-hmm. when bill clinton sat on a plane with loretta lynch mm-hmm. on a tarmac for 10 minutes yeah when hillary was being investigated for the yep. email scandal mm-hmm. uh, uh, like imagine that. Lost like that mm-hmm. now and now you know fast forward to to this situation yep this is the Tuesday Night Massacre. You know, people were saying on Friday, they were calling Friday the Vindman um, and Vindman's brother and Sunland firings the Friday Night Massacre and comparing it to the Saturday Night Massacre. Mm-hmm. We had talked about how it was very different because the Saturday Night Massacre under Nixon, they were resigning out of protest. Mm-hmm. This was Trump actually just firing people who testified against him. Mm-hmm. This is more like the Saturday Night Massacre than what happened with Vindman and Sunland. Mm-hmm. This is the Tuesday Night Massacre. It, it makes me wonder, too, what sort of an intimidation is happening behind closed doors. Not yeah, we got know. a taste of it in the Mueller report, though. We really did. Yeah. We did. And uh, and that that people didn't learn and then let them off the hook again mm-hmm. when, uh, when it happened with Ukraine. Uh, and they knew. These Republican senators knew. They were investigating it just the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely astounding. Trump said he did not speak to the Justice Department about this but added that he could if he wanted to which is trump speak for i totally spoke to them we know that (laughs) because that's a lube the truth right that's saying i didn't but i could if i wanted to so if you find out that i did uh it's okay Mm -hmm. that's what that is and he's he's done that before uh we also learned uh like i said after the first three we learned the fourth prosecutor resigned spokesperson for the department of justice said that they actually made the decision to downgrade the sentencing recommendation before Trump tweeted about it. Uh, sure, before he tweeted about it, but certainly after he made a, a perfect call <laughs> to Bill Barr to get this shit reversed. I know that he did this. Now, I don't have proof. Or did he even need to call Barr? Barr just knew that's what he needed to do. I think there was a phone call. Yeah. I do. But but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think what the Department of Defense's defense is is that, uh, oh, we made this decision before he tweeted it out. Because a lot of people were saying in response to the tweet, well, the tweet could have been the trigger, and they already knew what they had to do. Mm. Just like you were saying, Jordan. Yeah, I but mean... I, I, can, I, I am 100% sure, all my beans in the kingdom, on there was a phone call. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if that happened. I have another fear, though, that Trump doesn't deserve that much credit, and we're now at a point in time where he has people in very high posts 
that essentially are just like just as bad as he is, you know? Yeah. Maybe he's walking around pissed fuming at the White House and Mulvaney picks up the phone and calls Biden. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking Mm -hmm. scary. You think about, and I hate to make this comparison just so quickly, but like Nazis, when -hmm. they were really rising to power and shit, it's not just because they had one guy. No. Yeah. There were all of these people who very happily took on that power and Mm -hmm. started abusing it in whatever ways they had authority to. Yeah, and acted in a way that they thought would be pleasing to their Fuhrer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a mix or of it, direct orders or just trying to please them, like he said. But like the fact that 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 Tim, that Tim's name is on it, mm-hmm. Timothy Shea's name is on this the first seven to nine year document. That means a hundred percent that he a- approved it. There might have been some back and forth about it, but there is no way four line prosecutors would forge his name and or turn it in without the approval mm-hmm. of Timothy Shea. They would they would they would not do that. Mm-hmm. So that means that Tim was okay with it and mm-hmm. then at some point became not okay with it. Mm-hmm. And if there had to have been a catalyst, whether mm-hmm. it was Mulvaney calling him or Trump calling him or Barr calling him or somebody calling Tim Shea and said, ah, <laughs> You shouldn't have done that. You better fix this or you're fucked. And, you know, you just got here. You want to stay for more than 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, so there was something that happened and somebody knows about it. And I want them to blow the whistle. But now that, that everyone's cooled out from blowing whistles because of what happened to Vinman uh, and, and Sunlin and Vinman's brother. Yeah. Now everyone's a little bit uh, chilly on mm-hmm. blowing a whistle. Scary. Very. With what happened to Yovanovitch, with what happened to, mm-hmm. I mean, any anybody going back to Comey. Yep. You know, Bente, the Comey Five, all those all those people. Sally Yates. I mean, God, you know what happens to you in this administration yep. if you blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul, come say your name on TV. <laughs> so anyway, what's more believable? Four line prosecutors put Tim Shea's name on the original recommendation without telling him. Or did Tim sign off, mm-hmm. receive a call from someone, and then they had to walk back? And there's a mm-hmm. history of Trump doing this. Remember when he was mad about the census citizenship question case, Trump? Uh, because the Justice Department lawyers who lost the case, they couldn't put the citizenship question on the census because it was racist. <laughs> mm. And they lost. And they said, we concede. We're not going to try to do it. And then a phone call was made. Or something happened behind the scenes, and all of a sudden, those lawyers from the Department of Justice who rested their case and said, we lost, were on a conference call with the judge over the weekend, and the judge is like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. What is this about? And they were like, honestly, we don't know, but we ha- we aren't saying anymore that we won't put this, the question on the thing. We aren't closing our case anymore. Uh, we do- I don't know. And then they were very sorry and apologetic, saying, look, I, I pride myself as a, as a career professional line prosecutor or line lawyer at the Department of Justice uh, as someone who is candid with the court and someone who isn't going to fuck with you and say one thing and then have to, to walk it back. So this there's a history of this. There's mm-hmm. a history of, I didn't, but I could if I wanted to. It's so blatantly obvious what happened here. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Justice is lying to the public for Trump mm-hmm. by saying, it's no big deal, and we just did it. It's People do this all the time. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. The Department of Justice doesn't go against its own prosecutors and, and make changes to sentencing recommendations after it's already been signed by the person who wants to make changes to it. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Nadler and Schumer are pissed. Um, obviously, Republicans are quiet. They haven't said anything. They're probably like, fuck! <laughs> like, <laughs> what do we say about this, you know? And good, squirm. I don't know, man. Squirm on the hook, you emmer effer. <sighs> I don't know why I didn't say motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is now PG. (laughs) I don't know. Hi, 12-year-olds. Hi, Allie and the Girl Scouts. All we can do is just vote the fuckers out. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, that's what we have now. Yeah, and the court will have a lot of questions about this too, right? Mm -hmm. They still have to answer to Judge Jackson. Um, She does have that power. The IG will probably take a look. I know that Schumer Mm -hmm. and and Nadler have asked the inspector general to take a look. You know, if he doesn't get fired too, I know that the intelligence community... Inspector General Atkinson is on thin ice right now. Um, and the Congress will as well. They'll look at it too. But if they subpoena Barr, then what? He doesn't reply. He doesn't comply. They hold him in contempt. We tried this twice last year. 
It, it, mm. We are like the buzzing of flies to him. Uh, he does not give a shit. He'll sue, call it privilege or whatever, and he'll be in court. But do it anyway. I'd rather find out in two years than never find out. And do it in the name of impeachment. There is still an impeachment inquiry open. This is mm-hmm. obstruction of justice. Light a fucking fire under the, under the judicial branch and get the bar subpoena expedited. This is, a, is the Tuesday Night Massacre, like I said. It's a bad day for the Justice Department. And, and here's what I don't understand. Why Trump went this route? Why did Trump force them to withdraw and cause a bunch of resignations? Why not just pardon mm-hmm. Stone? Yeah, that if, almost would have been less sketchy to me. If you're yep. going to just be an, a mm-hmm. blatant, open, dickhead asshole, mm-hmm. why not just pardon Roger Stone? Do it in a legal way. <laughs> you know, for well, lack of a better word. the pardon power is so broad. Right. Just do that. Right. Don't fuck around with it. Go on and do it expeditiously. But yeah, don't do it like this. Don't take the whole fucking Justice Department down with you. A pardon wouldn't have destroyed what little semblance of independence was maybe left dangling in the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. Now that is completely burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this just in. Mm-hmm. Remember how Trump pulled Jesse Liu. So Jesse Liu, this is all Timothy Shea, right? Timothy Shea is the guy who signed the seven to nine year recommendation. His name was on it. And then made a change after i don't know something happened just oh he just changed his mind um because that'll be totally cool so that timothy shea that is Barr's longtime advisor bff lackey whatever you want to call him and he was installed into the u.s attorney's office in dc mm-hmm. that's where jesse liu has been jesse liu overseeing um whether mccabe that mccabe didn't get indicted overseeing uh flynn overseeing the stone case it's just you know there a lot of stuff going on in the demand of um a lot of stuff going on in dc under jesse Liu, and trump tried to pull her last year with the mccabe debacle and said i'm going to put you uh in number three in the department of justice assistant um associate attorney general i think aag ag mm-hmm. and that didn't happen she stayed where she was mccabe didn't get indicted and so now uh, with the Stone stuff and Flynn stuff coming up, Barr said, I'm going to appoint you, I'm going to nominate you to be uh, number three in the Treasury Department. You'll be over, you know, financial crimes and and shit. And she said, cool. And so she resigned from her post at the USA, um, oh, the U.S. Attorney's Office on February 3rd and was replaced by Timothy Shea. And right now, just now, I learned that Trump has withdrawn her nomination to the Treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... That is half that we were when this first happened. Remember, we were first reporting on her when her name first came up and we were like, is she a Trump sympathizer or is she not? Basically. Yeah. And we sort of said if McCabe gets indicted, she's a Trump lackey. If McCabe doesn't get indicted, she's standing strong. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, you know, what would make her corrupt in this case and what wouldn't? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now Now it appears it was not. She has no job. Yes. (laughs) And. uh. Uh, I would put beans. I don't think we'll ever be able to prove this mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. But that, I think that was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. I think that was the plan all along. Dangle another job in front of her, get her out of that post, make her resign, install somebody else. Which is weird because you can just fire a U.S. attorney, but you—it's a—it's a bad look. It's bad optics. But, but like, how is this not bad optics? Right. Like, what are you trying to avoid here? Are you trying to say I didn't do it? Maybe it's literally just the lack of headlines that say she was fired. It's just an. It's just a. Why would they put her in in the first place? Do you think? Uh, well, I mean, they hired her, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they thought she was going to be more sympathetic to him. Maybe, and then she wasn't, and then she followed the rules. Mm -hmm. Oh, God forbid! Yeah, just like every other person that's been removed or fired. Yep. You know, I do not like this stage. You're out. Yeah. No, I do not like this stage. No, me neither. This, this sham is presidency. The, this is the, remember the, uh, <sighs> it's going to get worse before it gets better? Yeah. Uh, and now we can all start trying to dream up what's next because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to get better. Not for a little bit. Mm-mm. But uh, there's not any good news in the next <laughs> we, we 
we'll do be right have back. some general good news though later. We have some really good news yeah. at the end, so you'll want to stick totally. around for that. Uh, we do have Jordan's block coming up. She's got a couple stories for you that that totally went under the radar day because of the New Hampshire primary, because of what's going on with Department of Justice. But these are very important stories, so stick around. We'll be right back. And if you want these episodes ad free, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheDailyBeans and you'll get them. You just have to do a thing. Sign up any level ad free episodes, and you get a whole bunch of other stuff too. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this Helping at Daily Beans is brought to you by Raycon. It's a wireless world. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, earbuds start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands that you know. And Raycon's latest model, the E25, is their best one yet with six hours, six hours of playtime. I cannot run for six hours. Uh, although that's probably how long it would take me to finish a marathon. But seamless Bluetooth pairing, it, it comes with this. It's so it's so super easy. More bass. I love that bass boost. I like to listen to a lot of Front 242. And more compact design that gives you a nice noise. And it's a good a noise isolating fit. So I personally love how comfortable Raycon's wireless earbuds are. A lot of times earbuds give me a headache. They hurt my ear, but not these. They're perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. And unlike some other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. Raycon was co-founded by Ray J, and lots of celebrities like Cardi B and Melissa Etheridge are obsessed with them. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. You can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash dailybeans. That's B-U-Y, buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, dot com slash dailybeans for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, welcome back. We have a couple news stories from a Jordan. Woo. Yes, sadly, they're not good stories. Oh. Uh, <laughs> first one, the CPAC chairman said that if Mitt Romney came to their conference, it wouldn't be safe for him to go because so many people are mad at him. This comes after they announced that Romney would not be even welcome at CPAC this year. So not only did they say he's not welcome, they said people might try to hurt him. Um, the guy said, we won't credential him as a conservative. I suppose if he wants to come as a non-conservative and debate an issue with us, maybe in the future we would have him come. Wow. Yeah. And this is obviously particularly terrifying because effectively this massive conservative political machine is trying to end Romney's political career mm-hmm. completely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is the conservative political action conference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Romney is made for this in a lab by robots. Right. Made for this conference. Right. Right. And they're saying, you can't sit with us. And <laughs> With us. And and they're doing it at the behest of Trump, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they could totally be successful. Yep. This truly could end his career. Him he knows speaking that out. Too. He knew that too. He said that mm-hmm. in his wonderful speech that he gave before Congress. He said, "Look, I'm going to get a lot of backlash. This could end my career." He's a billionaire. I don't think he cares. Uh, on, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's just he's he's wealthy. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be uh, he he's got a fine retirement ahead of him. I'm, mm-hmm. I, but I'm now I'm worried about his safety. And this is what you were yeah. talking about earlier, Jordan. This is what you, like Trump didn't make these phone calls. This is just people acting the way that they are scared into acting because of possible and potential Trump retaliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we all believe what we believe about Romney, but regardless of that, he's a huge figure in American politics. He ran for fucking president and he, got a decent amount of votes. You he was know? a standard bearer. Yes. And he was like relatively, you know, when it especially when we look at Republicans nowadays, relatively well respected on either sides just as a person, just as yeah, a he human never, being. Like made me want to vomit like Jim Jordan or Matt right. Gates or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. I was like, Ugh, I don't like his policies. Sort of yes. like a McCain type figure, but a little it, more conservative. Right. Uh, but like, ooh, I hate that guy. I would never vote for that guy. But right. not like, not like, oh, this is the worst, most disgusting iteration of a human I've seen in front of my face. He's not going to get a milkshake thrown on him. Let's just say no. That. He is not a super hateable person no. in terms of how he conducts himself and treats other people outside of the policies he's in favor of that are brutally uh, oppressive. Doesn't have a punchable <laughs> face. Not really. But you think he delivers he delivers his policies with a smile. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good fellow. Basically, but 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 for him, who you know is someone that is truly a staple in Republican politics and has been for decades, for his career to like mm-hmm. come to an end over this, yep. 
That's fucking scary. I think it says a lot about the potential end of the Republican Party, honestly. It speaks a lot about how that party belongs to Trump now. Yeah, exactly. There Mm -hmm. might be a lot of Republicans, more moderate Republicans going, Mm -hmm. well, there goes that. Yeah. 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 He truly just took the party. I saw a YouTube clip of Janine Pirro last night talking about Mitt Romney. (laughs) I've seen (laughs) it too. Have you seen that? Where she's like, are you stupid? She's like talking about Mitt Romney and she's like, are you stupid? And she's just going off about it. And it's just like. Judge box of wine. She was so drunk. (laughs) <laughs> like a wind, a window into the fervency behind yeah. Trump and and the, how people are feeling on that side of the political spectrum about Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. It's a little unsettling. Very, yeah. yeah, it's very unsettling. Um, and now at this point, I would really hate to see him go because he's the only one of them, literally the only one that seems to have any sort of a moral compass. Mm. Um, and next, uh, Trump trolled New Hampshire. And the Democrats campaigning there Monday when he held a political rally for himself the night before voting. Basically, he's just bragging about acquittal, the economy, the same shit that you'd hear him say, but really focusing on his acquittal. Um, and then some Trump campaign officials set off the record that they're hoping what their hope was in doing that was that the Secret Service presence would make it harder for candidates and voters to get around the state. Yeah, that's voter suppression. Mm-hmm. For and real. For Yeah, actual, actual admitted voter suppression and then also during the rally they chanted lock her up in term in regards to pelosi so that's back in the news do you see his weird shoulder jerk thing that went that went around his <laughs> shoulder no he he like it's getting bad his little mini strokes or whatever uh, parkinson's whatever he's got he's got mm. some neurological disorder cuz his shoulder keeps jerking interesting and he'll he'll like he'll have to stop saying whatever word he was saying and he'll just go He'll be like, I want everyone to come in on the mayor. And you know what? You're with me. Like, he'll just like it's a weird glitch. Wow. Um, I wonder if he actually has something going on. Probably. A lot of people are are saying uh, because he's got this shoulder jerk thing. He's got some weird box thing under his jacket that makes him stand up weird. But that could be because he's got lifts in his shoes. There's a lot of weird shit going on with this man. (laughs) Uh, Abnormal stuff. And, and, And of course, everybody flipped out about. Uh, Hillary having a, a a bit of a dizzy spell uh, in 2016, and he is sick. He is not well, and and nobody's screaming about it. I don't I don't know why, probably because they're screaming about so many other things. We just don't have enough breath. Yeah, <laughs> screaming into the void. Yeah. So that happened, and then finally, um, <laughs> this is a really bummer one. Native burial sites have been blown up so that Trump's wall could start getting constructed. This is happening at Arizona's Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. And one of the reasons why this happened is because the government didn't consult, and I'm so sorry because I don't know how to say this, but the Tohono O'odham Nation? It's O apostrophe O-D-H-A-M. O-O-Odham. Odham? Okay, thank you. I tried to look up videos, but all I found was like a 45-minute PBS documentary, (laughs) and I I tried skipping to parts where it was... Anyway, sorry. I tried really hard to not be super white just then. I I tried very... I tried hard. Um, (laughs) But they were not consulted. Um, And environmental... I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you remember when he said... I mean, Trump said, go, build the wall. If you get in trouble with the law, I will pardon you. Yeah. And then also, there's this rolling back of regulations that we just reported on a couple weeks ago. And it's regulations that, you know, allow these projects, kinds of projects to go through without getting any public input, for example, getting any input from the locals or indigenous people that are in the area. There's a lift on, you know, the certain processes that have to happen so that you can start building. This is all part of his grand plan and it's not surprising that he's starting to implement those tactics now with the wall or is continuing to i should say um outside of the fact that these are native burial sites that they're literally blowing up environmental groups are also saying that there's a lot of damage being done to the local underwater aquifer um and also a bunch of wildlife is now migrating like over a hundred miles outside of the area and this is the sonoran desert this is a very very beautiful um mysterious lovely magical part of of the country um it's one of my favorite places on earth like i go back there at least twice a year um it's got so much good energy and it's just it's absolutely a beautiful beautiful Mm -hmm. um part of of the desert the Mm -hmm. sonoran desert and this is absolutely i you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and, and it almost seems like you know how can he do this 
how is this okay? And the article I was reading said what they're referencing as their legal justification is the 2005 Real ID Act, which gave the government the right to waive laws that conflict with U.S. national security policy. So that's what allows him to do that. Or at least that's what they say. Yeah, it probably doesn't Right, for what they're using. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe this will be like litigated in court or something. I hope so. I assume, I imagine there will Mm -hmm. be lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, when you've got 191 Republican-appointed judges for life. Mm -hmm. Hard to imagine that's actually going to change. Or there's going to get any sort of favorable ruling on that. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> We do have good news, I promise. It's, <laughs> re- it's right on the other side of this really, really, like, listen to the ads. They're upbeat. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we still play music behind them? We yeah. sure do. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen to the ads. It's, those are fun. Our editor well, picks jaunty background music for them. Dance. Dance to the commercials. <laughs> like, it's, like it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> Or it's the talking in the porns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the news is. Fast forward to the ads. <laughs> I only listen to the podcast for the ads. I only read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. And this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain in the butt. So how do you keep track of who gets what? Uh, what shipping carrier should you use? Do you buy stamps? You're overpaying. Are you getting the best rates? You know, you never, you never know. But you should really try ShipStation. I know we have a lot of creators who listen to this program. We've gotten so much amazing stuff made for us. Hand-blown wine glasses and coasters and candles and just a lot of beautiful uh, really wonderful stuff. And I know a lot of y'all sell on Etsy and Amazon. You should really check out ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, most affordable way to manage your ship, manage and ship your orders. In just a few clicks, you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, getting your product out fast to keep your customers happy. ShipStation makes it easy and affordable. I recently started using ShipStation. Their service is stellar. I love their customer service. It sets them apart from any other shipping thing ever. Um, the entire experience has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and get you, keep your customers happy. So no matter what you're selling, where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including the Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs, so now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for only like Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Daily Beans listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code DAILYBEANS. There's no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the little microphone at the top of the homepage, and then type in Daily Beans. You'll be on your way. You'll be glad you did. See, wasn't that fun? That was a fun, that was a fun ad. Yeah, this is why consumerism is successful. <laughs> Provides a nice distraction. Now I'm a capitalist. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, Damn we, it. We all are. Girls gotta eat. <laughs> uh, sorry, women. Women's gotta eat. Um, the good news here is that despite, and this is along the lines of what you were saying, Amanda, I wanted mm-hmm. to address that. Despite the shit show, banana republic, dumpster fire, autocratic, tyrannical dictatorship that is unraveling at an exponential rate before our wide open eyes. We are also in the middle of a process by which we can fix it. Mm. The New Hampshire primary results are coming in. Yep. They're coming very soon. We have some early results. What do you got? We do. It's uh, 5.36 um, on Tuesday evening on the West Coast. And we're at seven or 18% reporting in New Hampshire. And Bernie is in the lead with 28.4% currently. And Pete Buttigieg is second at 22.9%. And then Amy Klobuchar is in third with 19.5%, and then Liz Warren and Joe Biden are in fourth and fifth. So Warren's in fourth. Warren is in fourth. Okay, because she yeah. was trailing Biden for a minute there. Yeah, no, uh, Joe Biden is... God is, damn, he's going to lose New yeah. Hampshire. Liz Warren is at 11.3%, and Joe Biden is at 7.9%. Wow. Biden left early. He peaced yeah. out and uh-huh. went to South Carolina. Before yep. noon, I think. Yeah, he's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to South Carolina. They're like, but Nevada's next. He's like, I'm going to South yep. Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bernie's 55 
points behind uh, ahead of Pete. But uh, yeah, we're only eighteen percent reporting. But now we have got to, so far. We have to watch carefully because if Biden wins South Carolina mm-hmm. uh, because of his, he's doing better than any other candidate with black voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Bloomberg is starting to chip away at that mm-hmm. quite significantly. Yeah. He dropped 27 points, Biden did, uh, with um, black voters. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's that's why he's like, I'm going straight to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Bloomberg isn't on the ballot in South Carolina. No. So if Biden wins South Carolina, that isn't really a signifier of anything. We need to wait until Super Tuesday. Yeah. Because that's the first ballots that Bloomberg made it onto. Interestingly, though about Michael Bloomberg, I learned today, I was watching a video with one of Bernie's top senior advisors. And um, the Michael Bloomberg campaign is basically going into um, the South and buying off uh, Bernie campaign people and paying them double what Bernie was paying them. And uh, hmm. yeah, so they're saying, hey, is Bernie the Bernie campaign paying you 50 grand to do all this on the ground work in the South? We'll pay you 100. Wow. Wow. And that's like straight from the horse's mouth. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Chuck Rocha is his name, one of Bernie's senior advisors. Okay. Yeah, he's like he's a he's a, a in charge of a rallying the Latino vote. Ah, um, uh, okay. Yeah. So that was really interesting to me. It is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. People are getting poached. Yep. I mean, and you know, and he was like, "Hey, we can't blame them. Everybody's got families, and mm-hmm. people got to eat." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of these people too, just because they work for them, it doesn't mean that they necessarily, you know, that's like their number one candidate or something, or like that they would that they would have some sort of allegiance to them right that's yeah. more or less outside of just the, the democratic party mm-hmm. and strategy like in general yeah and also if someone offers you that much money yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if even if it's not your top candidate but yeah so mm-hmm. that, was, that was interesting um yeah uh i i, I'm I can't cur- find that so send me a link i will because yeah. i wanted i want to research that it was that's madness yeah it was a video on the hill so you okay. know yeah, it was a Chuck Rocha chatting to um, uh, to people, the hosts on the Hill. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I'm just wondering yeah. if any anybody's reporting on it besides somebody in the Bernie mm-hmm. camp. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that could be take take that with a grain of salt. Well, but also it's coming right from the like I said, right from the horse's mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I say I was part of something or something happened mm-hmm. to me, and 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 just because the New York Times hasn't put it out mm-hmm. yet, doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I w- I'm definitely interested to to learn more about that. Yeah. Uh, and and what that's about, but uh, for real, uh, when I was Who looking knows? at the exit polling that mm-hmm. was coming out of New Hampshire tonight, when they were saying. Uh, only 12% of voters are new voters, yeah. whereas it was 17% in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and the turnout seems a bit lower than it was in 2016. And there are more moderates than mm-hmm. there were in 2016 and more older voters than there were yep. in 2016, which all are the, all four of those things are bad news for Sanders yeah, um, and good news for like Buttigieg and Klobuchar. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking... That, you know, we might see Sanders. I think Sanders will win. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe instead of... The nomination of, as a whole? No, I think oh, Sanders oh, will here. win New Hampshire. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, but it's way too early for me to yeah, it is. Yeah, think about who's going to win the nomination. But uh, I, when we get into the Super Tuesday, I think we'll have a little bit better Definitely. idea. And then yeah. when we get uh, more of the South going. Mm-hmm. But um, I I was, I was like, maybe it won't be... Um, I, I, maybe he won't win by such a wide margin. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe Klobuchar might come in second place. And at the beginning of the recording of the show, yeah. she was. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like Buttigieg has, no, yeah. has overtaken Buttigieg is, her spot. Um is about th- just over three and a half points ahead of her. Um, and but, she's rising, huh? He dropped a cut like a point, yeah, point four. Yeah, they're closer now. Um, I will say this, though. New Hampshire also has an open primary where if you're independent or Republican, you can vote in the Democratic primary. If you're Republican, you can't vote in the Democratic primary. Only if you're not affiliated with a party can you vote in the Democratic primary. And I know that that Mm -hmm. Trump was there in Concord, Mm -hmm. not Massachusetts, Concord, New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he made that mistake historically when he was there last night at his Mm -hmm. rally saying, Concord, I love Concord. Everybody reads about Concord. You're famous. (laughs) No, that's Concord, Massachusetts. (laughs) And people in the audience were like, we're famous. People are reading about it. Sweet. What do we do? All right. Um, nothing. Uh, I think Franklin Pierce was born there. I think that's their claim to fame. Uh, and maybe like the world's best cup of coffee or something. But uh, not, 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 not shaming Concord, but he was very wrong about that. Uh, but he was actually telling people to vote in the Democratic primary for the least popular candidate. So mm. there, there could be an effect with people who do not have a party affiliation that are Trump supporters. 
voting in this primary to yep. either uh, elect who to to uh, uh, try to help elect who Trump wants to run against. Yeah, or I'm also wondering if there are more um, moderate independents who might traditionally vote on the Republican side who are voting in the Democratic primary to try to elect someone more moderate that they like. That's also true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously yeah. one of the big stories is that mm-hmm. Klobuchar and Buttigieg were trying to grab these moderate Republicans. Buttigieg was pounding on it over and over again. And the, and the independents. Saying, mm-hmm. uh, well, non-affiliated. Yeah, non-affiliated. Uh, yeah. And, and Republicans saying, mm-hmm. uh, soon to be future former Republicans, I think mm-hmm. is what he, he kept saying over and over again. Yeah. Um, looking, so, looking for those folks. So it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. It's fascinating to me. I, I don't that Michael Bloomberg is just openly, you know, he's like, I'm not going to meet voters. I'm just going to buy this. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to spend a shit ton of money on TV ads and see what happens. It's fascinating to have a candidate who's so just openly trying to <laughs> buy your vote. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, it's very weird. Well, yeah. when you got Trump in the White House. Absolutely. That's when you do it. Why the mm-hmm. fuck not? I was like, so. should I run for Congress this time around? Because if I run for Congress, it's going to be the easiest time for me to win yep. as a Democrat mm-hmm. because all the Democrats are going to vote mm-hmm. in November. And if you don't, I'm going to be really mad at you. And I'm going to I'm going to I don't know. I'm just going to be mad. In other news, though, related to the New Hampshire primary, um, Andrew Yang is dropping out now. Oh, oh, what? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Andrew Yang um, is announcing he's going to suspend his campaign. Wow. I did not hear that. I think I, I knew he was out of money. And because mm-hmm. somebody was asking, like, what do you do if you're out of money? And you, you, oh, we'll go to Nevada. Well, you can't just take your whole campaign staff, pay everybody to go to Nevada if you don't have any money. Yeah. He announced, uh, he, uh, Andrew Yang announced it. He said that the numbers were not there for him to claim a path to the nomination. And he said his decision to drop out is bitterly disappointing. Hmm. I wonder who's going to endorse. Um, he said he would support the eventual nominee, obviously. Um, but I'm curious to see who he puts his support behind. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it might be Bernie because he's yeah. been tweeting positively about Bernie recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know for sure. Um, I'm also that would be there's a big cross section there for yep. sure. Yeah. Well, we'll Bernie see. and Yang are number one, number two, and number one. Uh, Yang number one, Bernie number two. For mm-hmm. people who support them, aren't going to support anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yang was up at like fifty percent of his mm-hmm. followers would refuse would refuse That's to crazy. support. Fortunately, yeah. he's got nine. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but like fifty percent of his followers said, "I've supported. I'm not going to support anybody else if Yang doesn't get it." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was only like eighteen percent of Bernie's or thirty six percent of Bernie's supporters. Anyway, the, it keeps changing. Mm-hmm. It's keep. They were top two though, so I could see easily his supporters, the other half, the fifty that will go supporting um supporting sanders that they're and they're they're more like-minded i think yeah they're more pragmatic my final note on this is that i think that i mean elizabeth warren hasn't dropped out she's still going forward but i have a feeling when she does she's gonna throw her support behind amy klobuchar and i think not, so too and, and not bernie i think so That's too i think she's been high-fiving the woman this yeah whole time. She, she tweeted um she said uh she said you know bernie and pete Buttigieg had strong nights i also want to congratulate my friend and colleague amy klobuchar for showing just how wrong the pundits can be when they count a woman out yeah so now this is seriously between New Hampshire and Iowa. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. No, we I think shouldn't it's really be speculating. speculating. Well, we should be speculating because it's fun and it's interesting. And it's well, I mean, also based on the results, I guess that's what you to do. talk about. <laughs> but like literally, like mm-hmm. who knows? Point three percent of the results of the primaries are in. Mm-hmm. But these are you know these are important states because they have a lot to do with momentum, mm-hmm. uh, and and who can carry what next, and uh, has a lot to do with just who decides they're going to drop out. For example, it's we, not we good just, for Joe Biden. We just it, the first two have not been uh, no. gut punches. He says yeah. to him, and he's not even going to Nevada. He's going straight to South Carolina. Mm. And if he doesn't pull it out in South Carolina, uh, and I think he could. I think he has a good chance. Like I said, if and only if because and only because Bloomberg isn't on the ballot in South Carolina, and he's the one who's chipping away. At, at Biden's people. Right. Yeah, totally. But so. they could write him in, man. They did it in uh, Dixville Notch, which <laughs> is my new nickname for, for my cooch. <laughs> That's a Julie Lynn joke. Uh, uh, it, it just reminds me of, like, Dixville Notch reminds me of Gobbler's Knob, <laughs> which is where Punxsutawney Phil lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the thing this year? Have we had the Groundhog Day? Yeah, yet? it's spring. Spring. Oh, okay, sweet. Spring. It's always spring in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Gobbler's Knob is in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. A lot of polka. But yeah. Going on in Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> <laughs> anyone think about that? No? Okay. Is that the episode of the, is that the name of the episode today? Gobbler's Knob? It was sounds the- like the neighborhood all the elf cookies live in. <laughs> 
Cobbler's <laughs> And the uh, what's the what's the tea brand with the little tea dudes? PG tips. Tea dudes. I can't remember. There's anyway. a tea brand with little men. Maybe this is not an American brand, you guys. I'm, I'm not from here. I forget. <clears throat> there is yeah, a tea the only brand with tea America elves. knows is Lipton, not Nabisco, Keebler. Keebler is it the, the is, Keebler? That's a cookie. Oh yeah, that's one I'm yeah, thinking that's the of. Cookie people. Oh, tea yeah. like sipping tea? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant it started with tea. No, 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 no. no. Um, uh, letter T. Anyway, that's probably something that's happening in um, Tesco. Yeah, probably. Um, anyway, it's a uh, 21% reporting now. And Bernie's lead has slightly narrowed, but yeah, twenty eight point two percent and for Bernie, and then twenty three for Pete, and then nineteen point five for Amy. Nice. So yeah, hmm. exciting. Cool. All right, we'll uh, let you know how that uh, turns out tomorrow. Hell yeah. Uh, and I have a couple other good news stories, um, real quick from from you you all. Yeah. Because we needed um, some uplifting stuff today. Uh, from John Redacted, Utah has banned gay conversion therapy for minors. They're now the 19th state in the country to have made this destructive practice illegal. That's awesome. From Melissa Dickinson, did you know House Democrats are crushing it at fundraising? From Politico, the roughly four dozen most endangered House Democratic incumbents have collectively raised $28.5 million in the last three months of 2019, a staggering total that's nearly twice the sum of all Republican challengers combined. Yes, I know. Isn't that great? Save yes. us, Bill Gates. <laughs> from pedro e uh you still have three days left to submit former ambassador marie ivanovich for the jfk jfk profile and courage award oh cool um i i submitted for her and i also submitted for lieutenant colonel Lindemann. Mm, very cool from aaron our new org at secure underscore families is being offered a really cool opportunity to make a difference we work to help military spouses vote and lobby our reps for diplomacy first foreign policy it's exciting to see where we're going that's really cool what a great idea i love that secure family says they're focused on elevating military spouses as a uniquely qualified advocates as uniquely qualified advocates and organizers on matters of foreign policy very cool yeah and Rad. and who shouldn't have more of a say mm -hmm. uh, than the spouses of the men and women that are there, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so cool. And others. Mm -hmm. um, from Shelley, the Miami-Dade County Democratic Party just filed a bar complaint against Matt Gates again. All right, bar complaints against Matt Matt Gates all day. I could I could love that. <laughs> um, here's some personal ones from Stephanie Mueller. Uh, I'm assuming it's Mueller and not Mueller. <laughs> My family and I sponsored a fox and a wolf at the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Denver, Colorado. They will now be fed and cared for for the next 365 mm, days. That's so cute. No. <laughs> From user at Carly1081. Um, or Carly. It's Carly. K-A-R-L-E-I-G-H 1081. I'm all Carly. From <laughs> Time to Kill. Uh, free Carly. I'm starting a new job in public service at the Washington State Attorney General's office in March. Congratulations. So awesome. Kick it. From at Scott Maui, I'm launching a brand new farmer's market in Hana, Maui. Tomorrow, come check it out, Ooh. Hawaiians. I love Hana. Oh, my God. Mm. The two sisters who make competing, what do they make? Competing something. Pies? Anyway, I love my, Hana. Uh, oh, Never I'm been so to Hawaii. Sorry. Gotta go. My mom is going to Maui, I think, this week. Sweet. Sweet. Have your mom stop by and say hi to Scott. At the farmer's market in Hana. Yeah, that is so funny. Oh, um, oh wait, no, sorry, Kauai. Oh, no, Kauai. Different oh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> All right, sorry, Scott. It's a little kind of a swim <laughs> to get there. From the partisan artisan, we had a party last night for like-minded voters in our area called Raucous Caucus, where we discussed all of our upcoming ballot decisions. Our notes go out to hundreds of voters up and down the state of California. It feels good to gather in a community and make a difference. That's awesome. Mm. And a bonus one. Thanks to all the listeners who sent us pictures of rescue pod dogs and pod pets and pod human babies and pod cats. All of them are good news. Mm -hmm. Keep it going on. Keep we got it so many cute newborn babies on this good news feed I on Twitter. Know. I, know. I don't know if either, either of you are baby people as much as I am. Did you see the not. laughing baby yet <laughs> that I brought up in yesterday's show? No. Okay, I'm going to show it to you before we leave. Yeah. Uh, the laughing baby. It's amazing. I tweeted it out. Check it out at the, um, at, the uh, at Muller She Wrote account and follow us if you're not at muller she wrote because mm -hmm. i'm losing a bunch of followers somebody's talking shit somewhere i don't know what <laughs> um here's some good news uh our podcast uh last may uh last april or so when bill bargon into office uh put out a call because my cat had a tumor found out he had cancer or my cat booba and you all responded within a day or two, um, we were able to raise enough money to have his tumor excised and he had some body wall removed and he got pretty drugged up and 
He has healed and he went back in for a scan today and he is still cancer free. There's nothing there. So podcast, he's got a shaved belly now. He's a little mad about (laughs) it, but he is still cancer free. And I can't thank you all enough for all of that help and love and support. So there's a picture of him on, on the Muller She Wrote Twitter too, in his jammies, in his Dumbledore jammies (laughs) with big, big plate eyes, like pupils because he's so high. So cute. All right. That's all I have. Any final thoughts? No, not really. I feel a little better. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that, those good news stories. Do you feel 2% stories, better, everyone. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling pretty rough as you came in today. Yeah. I'm kind of scared right now. Yeah. Me too. It was mm-hmm. a hard day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, weeping. but it's okay. I was weeping over the Department yeah. of Justice. Yeah. Like, I you know, you said to me two years ago, three years ago, one day, it's that whole Cory Booker quote. Yeah. If if uh, if America hasn't broken your heart, you don't love her enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I do because I'm really, really sad today. Mm-hmm. Me too, but it'll be it'll get better. We have each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It will be okay. All right. Totally. That's a good final thought. Yeah. It <laughs> will. This, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. It will be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Seriously, this week. Take care of your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>